Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. See, this is the attitude of a steward. I'm just giving back to you a portion of what you've given me. When you start giving, it starts a supernatural flow towards you of God's ability. God will bless you more than you deserve. God will bless you and make things work better than they ever could have. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to teach on a subject that I've entitled Financial Stewardship. I have a book on this, study guide, DVDs. I have a uh, DVD of some testimonies of people who have put this into practice and are prospering. And all of these things are designed to just help you prosper God's way. And what I've been doing this week is emphasizing stewardship. To me, I think that this is the key to God's prosperity. You can prosper outside of God, but there's a lot of sorrow that goes with that. The Scripture says, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich, and He adds no sorrow with it. When you prosper God's way, it's different than prospering where you go out and all of the burden and the responsibility is on your shoulders. You ruin your health. You ruin your family because you were just a workaholic and you're having to do everything on your own. When you prosper man's way, there's sorrow that comes with it. But when you do it God's way, it's different. And there is a biblical way of prosperity, and I believe it starts with stewardship. The word steward means that you are managing the affairs or the money of another person. In other words, you don't take ownership. You see yourself as a steward. You know, I've got a man, Paul Milligan, that works with me. He's our CEO. He's a very successful businessman. He's had multiple corporations. One of his corporations is actually on the New York Stock Exchange and is doing very well. And this man is just very talented, and he runs uh, my affairs. But you know what? He's a steward of the money. If he was to, you know, we have, I don't know, it varies, but we have probably over $5 million a month that comes into our ministry to enable us to do all of the things that we're doing worldwide. And if he took that money and said, well, man, this is my money, and he just started building his own house with it. He started getting a vacation spot, maybe if he wanted an airplane. He just starts taking all of this money that comes through our ministry, and if he used it for himself, did you know what? That's, that's crooked. That's, that's illegal. Paul would never do that. He sees himself as a steward. He is not managing his money, and it's really not my money. It's God's money, and we pray about it, and we do what we feel God leads us to do. And I, I think everybody understands that. If you're working for somebody else and you're, say, for instance, the chief financial officer, that's not your money. And if you were to sit there and take all of this money and start using it for personal things, you could go to jail for that. Well, in a very real sense, you need to look at all of the things that you have as not just yours. It's God's. God is the one who is your source. God is the one who's given you everything that you've got, and you need to see yourself as a steward. Everything else I'm going to teach, and I'm going to teach a lot of real practical things about financial prosperity and how you, how you increase and do things. I'm going to teach some of these other things, but it really all comes down to you've got to see yourself as a steward. 
If you take ownership and if you say, this is my money, well, then as I teach some of the things that God said in His Word about how you're supposed to steward this, it'll just be up to you. You'll say, well, I, I may not want to do that. I don't want to do what God tells me to do. See, if, if you see yourself as an owner and if you have the option of doing things your own way instead of following God, it'll short circuit, it'll stop the blessing of God working in your life. To me, the first step is understanding you are a steward. I used Abraham as an example yesterday in Genesis chapter 12 and Genesis chapter 13 where God said, I will bless you. I will make your name great and I will make you a blessing. Whoever curses you will be cursed. Whoever blesses you will be blessed. Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through 3. And so God was his source, and Abraham left everything. He left his family. He left the family business. He left all of the resources of the family, and he went out and just began to start seeking God. And within one or two chapters here, he became so prosperous that he and his nephew couldn't uh, stay together. Their herds were too great. It was overgrazing the land. And Abraham showed you that God was his source because he says, Here's the whole land. Here's the well-watered pasture down there. Lot, if you want that, you take the good land and I'll take the desert land. Now, see, a person wouldn't do that if you were clawing and scratching and biting and trying to force prosperity and if you were just doing everything on your own. But Abraham recognized God as his source that he was willing to give his nephew the better grassland so for his flocks. And he says, I'll take this other and I'll prosper more than you because he knew that God was his source. He was a steward. He wasn't sitting there and having to do everything on his own. And then in the 14th chapter of the book of Genesis, there was a situation where four kings, uh, and when they say kings here, this isn't like we think about nations. These were four city kings. They were four rulers of, of different cities. They banded together and they came against five cities, Sodom and Gomorrah, and some of the surrounding cities there. So it was four against five, and yet the four kings actually conquered the five kings. Lot and his family were all taken captive. And so it says that Abraham armed all of the servants that were in his house. Let me just read this to you. And it says in Genesis 14, 14, and when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants born in his own house, 318 and pursued them unto Dan. Now, these are the ones that were born in his house, 318 servants. Now, these were slaves is what that word means, and these were people that were born in his house. This gives you some indication of his level of prosperity. He also cooperated with some of his friends, Aner and Eskel, and they went together, and they conquered these kings. They bought, brought back Lot and his family they rescued all of the people, and they not only got back all of the spoil that had been taken from Sodom and Gomorrah and those cities, but then they, they took all of the spoil from the other kings that they had conquered. There was millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of value that Abraham had. And look at this. It says that uh, in verse 17, it says, The king of Sodom went out to meet him after the return from the slaughter of this king, that I can't pronounce his name, and the kings that were with him at the valley of Seva, which is the king's dale, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine 
AND HE WAS THE PRIEST OF THE MOST HIGH GOD. SALEM HERE IS WHAT WE NOW CALL JERUSALEM. AND HE BLESSED HIM AND SAID, BLESSED BE ABRAM OF THE MOST HIGH GOD, POSSESSOR OF HEAVEN AND EARTH, AND BLESSED BE THE MOST HIGH GOD, WHICH HATH DELIVERED THINE ENEMIES INTO THINE HAND. AND HE GAVE HIM TITHES OF ALL. ABRAHAM TITHED TO MELCHIZEDEK, THIS PRIEST. AND THIS IS USED OVER IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 7 AS A SYMBOLISM OF CHRIST. AND ANYWAY, THAT'S ANOTHER GREAT TRUTH. I'M NOT GOING TO POINT THAT OUT RIGHT NOW. BUT I WANT YOU TO SEE THAT ABRAHAM PAID TITHES. PAID TITHES OF WHAT? ALL OF THE SPOIL THAT HE GOT. NOW, THE SIGNIFICANCE OF THIS IS IT SHOWS YOU THAT BY VIRTUE OF CONQUEST, ABRAHAM HAD... Uh, THIS WAS HIS. He's, he, HE DESERVED IT. IF IT HADN'T BEEN FOR ABRAHAM, ALL OF THESE FIVE KINGS WOULD HAVE LOST EVERYTHING THAT THEY HAD, THEIR PEOPLE, ALL OF THE WEALTH, ALL OF THE CATTLE, ALL OF THE FLOCKS, EVERYTHING THAT THEY HAD, THEY WOULD HAVE LOST IT. ABRAHAM GOT IT BACK. AND SO BY CONQUEST, IT WAS HIS, AND HE PAID TITHES ON ALL OF THIS TO MELCHIZEDEK. BUT THEN LOOK AT THIS. IT SAYS, THE KING OF SODOM SAID UNTO ABRAM, GIVE ME THE PERSONS AND TAKE THE GOODS TO THYSELF. AND ABRAHAM SAID TO THE KING OF SODOM, I HAVE LIFT UP MY HAND UNTO THE LORD, THE MOST HIGH GOD, THE POSSESSOR OF HEAVEN AND EARTH, THAT I WILL NOT TAKE FROM A THREAD, EVEN TO A SHOE LATCHET, AND THAT I WILL NOT TAKE ANYTHING THAT IS THINE, LEST THOU SHOULDEST SAY, I HAVE MADE ABRAM RICH, SAVE ONLY THAT WHICH THE YOUNG MAN HAVE EATEN IN THE PORTION OF THE MAN THAT WENT WITH ME, ANER AND ESCHIL, AND MAMRY, LET THEM TAKE THEIR PORTION. IN OTHER WORDS, ABRAM, IT WAS HIS BY CONQUEST. THAT'S THE REASON HE PAID tithes ON IT. BUT THEN WHEN THE KING OF SODOM CAME AND SAYS, LOOK, YOU HAVE DONE US A GREAT SERVICE. IF YOU'LL JUST GIVE US BACK OUR WIVES AND OUR CHILDREN, YOU CAN HAVE ALL OF THE SPOILS, ALL OF THE RICHES, ALL OF THE GOLD, ALL OF THE GARMENTS, ALL OF THE, uh, YOU KNOW, THE uh, INSTRUMENTS OF WAR, THE SWORDS, EVERYTHING THAT THEY HAD. EVERYTHING IS YOURS. JUST GIVE US BACK OUR PEOPLE. ABRAM SAYS, NOPE, I'M NOT GOING TO TAKE EVEN A THREAD, A SHOE LATCHET FROM ANYTHING LESS SOMEBODY SAY, I HAVE MADE ABRAM RICH. MAN, I DON'T KNOW IF YOU SEE THE SIGNIFICANCE OF THIS, BUT THIS IS AGAIN SHOWING YOU THAT ABRAM DID NOT SEE HIMSELF AS THE SOURCE OF HIS PROSPERITY. IT WASN'T JUST WHAT HE COULD DO AND WHAT HE COULD GAIN ON HIS OWN. BY RIGHTS, HE COULD HAVE KEPT MILLIONS OF DOLLARS WORTH OF SPOIL, ALL OF THESE THINGS THAT WOULD HAVE MADE HIS NET WORTH MUCH GREATER. BUT HE GAVE EVERY BIT OF IT BACK BECAUSE HE SAYS, NOBODY IS MY SOURCE BUT GOD. I AM NOT GOING TO TAKE ADVANTAGE. I DON'T WANT ANYBODY TO ATTRIBUTE MY PROSPERITY TO WHAT I HAVE DONE. I WANT IT TO BE GOD THAT IS THE SOURCE OF EVERYTHING I DO. PRAISE GOD. MAN, THAT IS AWESOME. AND I KNOW THAT THERE'S MANY PEOPLE THAT SAY, WELL, THAT'S NOT WHAT I WOULD HAVE DONE. WELL, BECAUSE OF THAT, YOU DON'T TAP INTO GOD'S PROSPERITY. YOU ONLY GET WHAT YOU CAN PROVIDE. YOU KNOW, I HAD A MAN ONE TIME, I, I MENTIONED THIS ON A PREVIOUS BROADCAST, BUT I WAS JUST OVERWHELMED WITH THE PROSPERITY THAT WAS COMING MY WAY. He, THIS GUY HAD BOUGHT ME A CAR. HE WAS BUYING ME SUITS. AND I WAS FEELING LIKE, YOU KNOW, YOU'RE DOING TOO MUCH. I, I FEEL I'M EMBARRASSED. I ACTUALLY... Uh, HAD THIS MAN BUY ME A SUBURBAN. AND I MEAN, IT WASN'T A STRIPPED DOWN SUBURBAN. IT WAS THE FANCIEST SUBURBAN THAT YOU COULD GET. IT HAD ROPE LIGHTING INSIDE AND ALL OF THESE BELLS AND WHISTLES. I MEAN, IT WAS A NICE VEHICLE. 
AND I ACTUALLY USED THAT ONE TIME TO GO GET SOME FEED FROM A FEED STORE FOR MY HORSES. AND AS THE GUY WAS LOADING IT INTO THE BACK OF THIS uh, SUBURBAN, HE SAYS, MAN, WHAT DO YOU DO FOR A LIVING? BECAUSE IT WAS A VERY NICE VEHICLE. AND I SAID, I'M A MINISTER. I'M A PREACHER. AND HE LOOKED AT ME LIKE, YOU KNOW, PREACHERS SHOULDN'T HAVE SOMETHING THIS NICE. AND I WAS KIND OF EXPRESSING THIS TO THE MAN WHO HAD BOUGHT THAT THING FOR ME. AND I SAID, IT'S EMBARRASSING SOMETIMES FOR PEOPLE TO SEE THIS. AND, I, and HE SAYS, IF YOU AREN'T EMBARRASSED OVER YOUR LEVEL OF PROSPERITY, IT'S BECAUSE GOD'S NOT YOUR SOURCE. HE SAYS, WHEN GOD IS YOUR SOURCE, GOD WILL BLESS YOU SUPERNATURALLY. LET ME JUST uh, PUT THIS OVER TO YOU. IF YOU CAN LOOK AT EVERYTHING AND SAY, I DID THIS. THIS IS MY SWEAT. THIS IS MY TOIL. THIS IS MY LABOR. AND IF YOU CAN LOOK AT ALL OF YOUR PROSPERITY AND ATTRIBUTE IT JUST TO YOURSELF, I THINK YOU'VE MISSED OUT ON GOD'S BLESSING. BECAUSE GOD WILL MULTIPLY YOUR EFFORTS. GOD WILL TAKE YOUR NATURAL AND PUT HIS SUPER WITH IT AND MAKE YOUR EXISTENCE SUPERNATURAL. AND THIS IS WHAT I'M EXPERIENCING IN MY LIFE. I MEAN, THERE'S THINGS. THERE'S PEOPLE THAT COME AND SEE OUR MINISTRY HEADQUARTERS AND THE THINGS THAT GOD HAS DONE, AND THEY'RE JUST AMAZED AT IT. AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, IT IS NOT MY ABILITY THAT HAS CAUSED THIS PROSPERITY. IT'S MY RESPONSE TO GOD'S ABILITY. IT'S BECAUSE I MADE GOD MY SOURCE. AND SEE, THIS IS WHAT ABRAHAM IS SAYING. NO MAN IS GOING TO EVER TAKE CREDIT FOR MY PROSPERITY. IF YOU CAN SIT THERE AND LOOK AT EVERYTHING AND SAY, I DID THIS. IT'S MY EFFORT THAT DID THIS. I THINK YOU'VE FALLEN SHORT OF GOD'S BLESSING. GOD WILL BLESS YOU. GOD WILL BLESS YOU MORE THAN YOU DESERVE. GOD WILL BLESS YOU AND MAKE THINGS WORK BETTER THAN THEY EVER COULD HAVE. AGAIN, I COULD, I could BE USING my, MYSELF AS AN EXAMPLE ON THIS. GOD HAS JUST BLESSED MY SOCKS OFF. YOU KNOW, YESTERDAY I WAS STUDYING THE WORD, AND I WAS STUDYING IN PSALMS 124, AND THAT WHOLE, THERE'S ABOUT EIGHT VERSES IN THAT CHAPTER, AND IT SAYS, IF IT HAD NOT BEEN THE LORD WHO WAS ON OUR SIDE, NOW MAY ISRAEL SAY, IF IT HAD NOT BEEN THE LORD WHO WAS ON OUR SIDE, WHEN MAN ROSE UP AGAINST US, THEN and ANYWAY, I WON'T GO AHEAD AND QUOTE THE WHOLE THING, BUT IT TALKS ABOUT THAT WE WOULD HAVE BEEN OVERCOME. WE WOULD HAVE BEEN DESTROYED WHEN THEIR WRATH WAS KINDLED AGAINST US JUST A LITTLE BIT. AND, YOU KNOW, YESTERDAY I SPENT THE WHOLE DAY THINKING ABOUT, GOD, WHAT WOULD MY LIFE HAVE BEEN LIKE IF YOU HADN'T HAVE INTERVENED, IF YOU HADN'T HAVE SPOKEN TO ME, IF YOU HADN'T HAVE LED ME, IF I HADN'T HAVE FOLLOWED YOUR DIRECTION? AND I SPENT ALL YESTERDAY JUST THINKING ABOUT THIS AND THINKING ABOUT SO MANY DECISIONS THAT IT WAS GOD TELLING ME TO DO THINGS, AND YET I JUST OBEYED. I DIDN'T KNOW EXACTLY WHERE IT WAS GOING TO LEAD ME, BUT IT WAS JUST GOD. IN OTHER WORDS, GOD IS MY SOURCE. JUST WHAT I'M TALKING ABOUT RIGHT HERE, FINANCIAL STEWARDSHIP. I DIDN'T COME UP WITH ALL OF THESE THINGS. I AM NOT THE ONE WHO, who DID THIS. SOME OF YOU HAVE HEARD ME SAY THESE THINGS BEFORE, BUT MY MOTHER, SHE DIED IN 2009. AND RIGHT BEFORE SHE DIED, SHE WAS ASKING ME TO TELL HER ONCE AGAIN ABOUT ALL THE THINGS THAT THE LORD WAS DOING THROUGH THE MINISTRY INTERNATIONALLY AND OTHER THINGS. AND I WAS TELLING HER, AND THERE'S JUST SO MANY GOOD THINGS HAPPENING. SHE WAS BLESSED BY IT, BUT SHE LOOKED AT ME AND SHE SAID, ANDY, YOU KNOW THIS IS GOD. AND I SAID, YES, MA'AM, I KNOW IT'S GOD. AND THEN SHE STUCK HER LITTLE FINGER RIGHT IN MY FACE AND SHE SAYS, YOU AREN'T SMART ENOUGH TO DO THIS. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? I AGREE TOTALLY. WHEN I LOOK AT WHAT GOD HAS DONE IN MY LIFE, IT'S NOT ME 
that's done it. It's God. I have this attitude of a steward. God, I don't own this. What do you want me to do? This minute, it's not my ministry. You know, we call it the Andrew Womack Ministries, and I've had a few people criticize me about naming the ministry after myself. You know, it's actually just the opposite. When we went to incorporate, we went to a lawyer in Springfield, Colorado, 1970, uh, I think it would have been 78, and we went to incorporate. And when we went to sign the papers, he says, all right, you've got to have a name of this ministry. And I hadn't even thought about that. And it was my lack of thought that caused it to be named Andrew Womack Ministries. I said, well, I don't know what to call it. I hadn't thought about a name of a ministry. And so he says, well, we'll just write Andrew Womack Ministries in there. And he's the one that put it on there. Instead of this being me naming the ministry after myself, it's because I wasn't even thinking about it that it wound up being called that way. But regardless of the name that's on the title, you know what? It is not my ministry. This is what God has called me to do. He put a call on my life. I've been following Him. I see myself as a steward. God, what do you want me to do? You know, we could have built buildings on our property that we have now in Woodland Park, Colorado, and I could have just put up some 10 buildings. I could have made it much cheaper than I did. But honestly, I just thought about it, and it's a beautiful piece of property, and I felt like God was telling me that I should build these buildings, and he, he just downloaded a picture to me of what these buildings should look like. And did you know, after the fact, after I had already built the first building that we call the barn, after I had built it, I found out from the previous owners of this property that a man named Gilbert Jackson got born again. I believe it was June the 22nd, 1992 or 93, somewhere around there. And uh, he had gotten born again. He had not been really serving the Lord prior to that time. And when he got born again, it was just two weeks before he died. And he was uh, so convicted about the way that he hadn't used his life to glorify the Lord that he took this property right here and he dedicated it to the Lord and specifically to Christian education. And he had a vision of buildings built on this property with glass all along the southern side so that people could look at Pikes Peak and enjoy the view as they were learning about the Lord. Did you know that that was the exact day that God spoke to me about starting a Bible college? And yet I knew nothing about Gilbert Jackson and the vision that he had and what he saw. And I designed and built these buildings, and it turned out that his children came along and said that this was the fulfillment of the vision that Gilbert had. And the point I'm making is, see, it, I didn't decide this is what I want. I thought, God, what do you want? And I believe that God showed me the same vision that Gilbert had. You know, if you haven't heard this whole story, you ought to go to our website, awmi.net, and look up the Little Star video that we've put together. And the point that I'm making is, see, it's not my, I didn't just choose, and this isn't what I did. I believe that God downloaded this to me because I see myself as a steward. God, what do you want? And God gave me the same vision that he gave Gilbert Jackson. And it was like 17 or 18 years later, but God gave me that exact same vision, led me to this piece of property, 
AND I'M TELLING YOU, IF YOU WILL MAKE GOD YOUR SOURCE, GOD'S PLANS FOR YOU ARE BETTER THAN YOUR PLANS FOR YOURSELF. GOD IS EL Shaddai, NOT EL CHIPO. GOD ISN'T GOING TO JUST DO THE CHEAPEST THING. I TELL YOU, WE LIMIT GOD SO MUCH BY ALL OF THESE THINGS. AND IF WE WERE TO JUST SAY, GOD, YOU'RE MY SOURCE. WHAT DO YOU WANT? HOW DO YOU WANT ME TO LIVE? WHAT DO YOU WANT ME TO DO FOR A LIVING? WHERE DO YOU WANT ME TO LIVE? HOW DO YOU WANT ME TO TAKE THE GIFTS AND THE TALENTS THAT YOU'VE GIVEN ME AND USE IT TO GLORIFY YOU? SEE, IF YOU HAD THAT ATTITUDE, IT WOULD CHANGE EVERYTHING. I BELIEVE THAT GOD WOULD LEAD YOU INTO A PROSPERITY THAT YOU HAVE PROBABLY NEVER EXPERIENCED BEFORE. I BELIEVE THAT THE VAST MAJORITY OF PEOPLE ARE LIVING WELL BELOW, WAY BELOW WHAT GOD INTENDS FOR YOU TO HAVE. AND AGAIN, I'M NOT TALKING ABOUT JUST HOUSES, CARS, THINGS. It, THOSE ARE BYPRODUCTS. GOD'S NOT AGAINST YOU HAVING THOSE THINGS, BUT I'M JUST SAYING THAT MOST OF US ARE LIMITING GOD THROUGH OUR SMALL THINKING. GOD CERTAINLY SPOKE THAT TO ME JANUARY THE 31ST, 2002, THE SECOND MOST IMPORTANT uh, ENCOUNTER THAT I EVER HAD WITH THE LORD. HE TOLD ME I WAS LIMITING HIM, PSALM 7841, BY MY SMALL THINKING. AND MAN, I CHANGED, AND I MEAN, it has, IT HAS CHANGED EVERYTHING. BUT I AM SEEING MYSELF NOT AS AN OWNER, BUT GOD, I'M YOUR SERVANT. WHAT DO YOU WANT ME TO DO? AND GOD HAS LED ME TO DO THINGS THAT ARE BIGGER THAN I WOULD HAVE EVER THOUGHT ON MY OWN. AND IT'S BEEN CONFIRMED THROUGH THINGS, JUST LIKE I WAS TALKING ABOUT THIS MAN WHO HAD THE VISION OF THESE BUILDINGS 17 YEARS BEFORE I BUILT THEM. AND IT'S A CONFIRMATION THAT THIS ISN'T JUST ME CHOOSING WHAT I WANT TO DO. THIS IS GOD LEADING ME. God, THIS WAS IN THE HEART OF GOD. GOD HAS A PLAN FOR YOUR LIFE. GOD WANTS TO USE YOU. AND JUST LIKE ABRAHAM, YOU NEED TO QUIT DOING THINGS JUST ON YOUR OWN, AND YOU NEED TO GET TO WHERE GOD IS YOUR SOURCE. I DON'T WANT ANY PERSON TO EVER SAY THAT THEY ARE THE ONE WHO DID THESE THINGS. I WANT GOD TO GET ALL OF THE GLORY FOR IT. YOU NEED TO ADOPT THIS ATTITUDE OF BEING A STEWARD, NOT AN OWNER. TO ME, THAT IS THE FIRST STEP IN PROSPERITY. IS GOD, HERE I AM. I'M YOURS. YOU ARE THE ONE WHO GAVE ME MY HEALTH, MY OPPORTUNITIES, MY TALENTS. YOU ARE THE SOURCE OF EVERYTHING. WHAT DO YOU WANT ME TO DO WITH IT? SEE, IF YOU SEEK FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD AND HIS RIGHTEOUSNESS, AND THAT'S WHAT YOU'RE OUT TO DO. GOD, I WANT TO GLORIFY YOU. IT'S NOT ME TAKE CARE of, OF MYSELF, ME AND MY FOUR AND NO MORE, BUT YOU PUT GOD FIRST. WHEN YOU DO THAT, GOD WILL JUST BEGIN TO START GETTING FINANCES TOWARDS YOU TO ENABLE YOU TO ACCOMPLISH HIS INSTRUCTIONS. BUT AS LONG AS he, YOU SEE YOURSELF AS THE OWNER, HE CAN'T TRUST YOU WITH THOSE THINGS. YOU WOULD TAKE THE PROSPERITY THAT HE HAS PLANNED FOR YOU, AND YOU WOULD JUST CONSUME IT ALL UPON YOURSELF. I KNOW THIS IS COUNTERINTUITIVE. MOST PEOPLE THINK, I NEED TO GET ALL OF THIS STUFF AND JUST HOLD ON TO IT, BUT IT'S WHEN YOU OPEN UP YOUR HANDS AND ALLOW GOD TO START FLOWING THROUGH YOU THAT YOU TRULY SEE PROSPERITY HAPPEN. MAN, BEFORE I CAME TO KARIS, I WAS SO BROKEN. I DEALT A LOT WITH ANXIETY AND DEPRESSION. I DIDN'T REALLY REALIZE I COULD HAVE AN ACTUAL RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. WHEN I CAME HERE, I STARTED TO SEE GOD LIKE, YOU KNOW, HE JUST WANTS TO HAVE A RELATIONSHIP WITH ME. IT TOTALLY TRANSFORMED THE WAY I LOOK AT GOD. GOD LONGS TO HAVE FELLOWSHIP WITH YOU. THIS IS WHERE FAITH COMES FROM. IT'S NOT JUST HEAD KNOWLEDGE, BIBLE SCHOOL KNOWLEDGE, IT'S REVELATION KNOWLEDGE THAT CHANGES YOU. 
just been set free from a lot of the bondage I was in. I haven't been depressed in so long. Pretty awesome having that just weight lifted and putting on Jesus' yoke. You come here and you meet God personally and then he gives you a whole new direction. This is a time, this is a season of your life that God's wanting to show you who you really are and what he's wanting to do in your life. If you have a desire for Bible college, God's the one that put it there. If you're considering coming to Karis, I just want to say it's going to be one of the best decisions you've made in your life. Thanks to the support of our friends and partners, Karis Bible College is able to reach more people with the gospel than ever before through the continued expansion of our campus in Woodland Park, Colorado. Check out our latest construction update at awmi.net. I would like to encourage you to get this teaching that I have on financial stewardship. As I've said during the teaching, it's a different approach than most people take on prosperity, but I believe it's scriptural. You need to develop this attitude of stewardship, not ownership. So I have it in book form, and then we have a study guide that is the same material, just reformatted specifically so you can disciple other people. You can print out the material and have the questions right there. We have CDs and DVDs on this. And I also have the book and study guide in Spanish. And then we have a companion DVD where I have testimonies of six different people who have put this into practice and now they're prospering. Listen to our announcers, he gives you this information. Andrew's complete teaching titled Financial Stewardship is available in either a CD or DVD album or as a book or companion study guide. Also available is the Financial Breakthroughs DVD, which includes six true stories of people that experience the freedom of turning their finances over to God. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount or you can get the Financial Stewardship Package. This package includes the book, study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album, as well as the Financial Breakthroughs DVD. This package has a catalog value of $115, but you can get it today for only $80. Also, Andrew would like to make available his redesigned Living Commentary Bible software. Download your copy of Andrew's Living Commentary and start studying through the Bible with Andrew today. The Living Commentary is available for both Mac and PC for a gift of only $120 exclusively as a download at awmi.net. You can order resources or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse at how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is changing the world. Gilbert Jackson was a successful businessman and property owner, but after being diagnosed with cancer, his primary nurse felt led to share with him the one thing his life was missing, a relationship with Jesus. 
After what dad called his conversion experience, his focus had changed and he said, these properties need to be used for Christian uses, Christian education. Uh, Andrew Womack saw that property and he had told me he had driven by for years and years, coming down from the mountains through Woodland Park. None of us would have known what God had in store for it. The family realized their father's vision for the property was coming true, and God had planted that vision in Andrew's heart. Thank you, partners, for allowing Gilbert Jackson's vision of a Bible school with giant windows to come to pass. To watch the whole story, visit awmi.net today.